0: The known universe, with its heroes and marvels. But what of the darkness? In our modern world, this is where monsters dwell. To Tomb of Ideas A Marvel Horror Podcast My name is James Hickson And I'm Trey Lawson And, Trey, Trey Yeah? Listen I don't hear anything, James That's right We have no guest on this episode Oh my I blame you, you're responsible for booking Yeah, I dropped the ball on that one I mean, you told me we can get Jared Leto
1: (laughs) Well, so, the thing is You have to buy enough of the kombucha To to send in the UPC labels, and then he'll return
0: your call. Right. And you bought the kombucha, right? James, I can't stand kombucha. No one can stand kombucha. (laughs) It's not a real drink. You buy it to look cool, and then you throw it in the trash when no one is looking.
1: Oh, so that's how they do it.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, I suppose this calls for... I
0: guess I'm owed some sort of punishment. I see what you did there. That, 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 that was that was cute. That was cute. Uh-huh. You tried to spare yourself punishment by suggesting punishment. No! 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 <laughs> You'll be punished. We're going to read Frankencastle. That's
1: one of my favorites. It's the only Punisher arc I really like.
0: <laughs> stop enjoying your punishment. Thank you. May I have another? Fine. That's right, folks. We're looking at Frankencastle, and this was the
1: 2010 Punisher arc, which ran through basically the Dark Reign era of Marvel Comics. Yeah, it did. And we don't have to do too much setup on this because we're starting with a one-shot called Dark Reign: The List. And, and it's going to give us basically all the setup we need, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to talk about some issues of the Punisher.
1: Yeah, the first few issues of Frank and Castle proper, uh, which I believe are Punisher Volume 8, Numbers 11, 12, and 13.
0: That's right. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll start with The List. Right for these messages. All right, Josh, we got to do this ad. We got to come up with something. What do we want people to know about Cinepunks? I don't know, man. I feel like they should know everything about Cinepunks. <sighs> All right, we're underachieving overachievers, convinced that we know a thing or two about movies, romance, and adventure by the light of the silver screen. Is non-judgmental movie criticism a thing? Not really, but we love you anyway. We love cinema, whether it's high art or low trash. To the punks. We're elitist, but only about real nerd shit. Liam and Josh, we have two microphones and the truth. If society won't punish the guilty, he will. See this board here? Every time he kills somebody, I put a red pin in it. So far, the only thing that I've got to show for it. Is these little calling cards here. And a whole bunch of these. Now let me tell you something about this punisher. If he ever shows up within one thousand yards of me. You'll find out what the word punished really means. He defends the innocent. But if you're guilty, he gives no warning and shows no mercy. What the hell is this? Trouble. Dolph Lundgren. Lewis Gossett Jr.
1: Mr. P. Happy Hunting.
0: Punisher. Justice with a vengeance. Welcome back, Tomb Believers. Our first issue this episode is Dark Reign, The List. Uh, This is part of the Dark Reign event. Norman Osborn's got a list. He's checking it twice, and he's going to find out... Wait, sorry, no, that was last episode. Uh... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Basically, Norman Osborn... He is checking it twice, but it only ends in murder. Yeah. Apparently, Norman Osborn's got a list of people he wants to kill now that he's in charge of Hammer, which is the shield replacement during Dark Reign. If you guys don't remember Dark Reign, that was when Norman Osborn basically took control of the whole Marvel Universe after killing the Skrull Queen at the end of Secret Invasion. Yes. It was a dark time for comics, and I don't mean... It
1: was a very... It was very abrupt. We went from Tony Stark running things to uh, Norman Osborn running things, if I recall.
0: Yeah. It was a dark time for comics, and I don't just mean the fact that it was Dark Rain. Right.
1: Um, there were some fun books during that time, though. Yeah. And this was this was one of them, to my memory. My, my- um, I mean, we, we wouldn't have gotten the... Uh, Dan Slott Mighty Avengers, if not
0: for Dark Rain. Exactly what I was about to bring up. That was, again, one of my favorite comics of that era, just because it was very much the flip side of that coin.
1: Right, right. Um, but yeah, so we're
0: starting with the
1: list, which is, in fact, Norman Osborn's hit list turned
0: into a miniseries. Now, um, I am correct yeah. in thinking that there was, like, multiple issues of the list, and it was, like, The Punisher was one, who else was on it? So it was a series
1: of one shots. Uh, there was the list Avengers, the list X Men, the list Daredevil, the list Hulk, Punisher, which we're covering today, Wolverine, who got his own issues separate from the X Men as he is wont to do. Yeah, uh, the list Spider Man. Oh, and the list Secret Warriors because you got to take Nick Fury off the table. Gotcha.
0: So Norm Osborn is Iron Patriot right now, and he's in charge of Hammer. Which is replacement for Shield, and apparently he's got a big mad on for Frank Castle because Frank Castle tried to kill him, with, as you do. So there's a big fight on a pier. Uh, Frank Castle uses a lot of cool gadgets he stole from other heroes, like pim particles. Uh, but it's for no, but it's for nothing because Norman Osborn is docking in, and no, not the band from the '80s. Uh, the <laughs> although that would be awesome. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, like that's what this issue is missing is hair metal. Obviously.
0: In the Dream Warriors. <laughs> but Dawkins comes in, there's a big fighty fight, it's pretty brutal, and then he chops up Frank Castle like a Looney Tune. Yes, lots of little pieces. Lots of little pieces. And Frank Castle is dead. Comic's over, episode over. Good night!
1: Well and and notably Norman Osborn orders that they recover the body, and instead, Dokken kicks the pieces into the sewer.
0: Does Dokken kick the intentionally kick the pieces into the sewer? Well, it's not clear that he got the order, because but
1: but because they they say gather remains and return to Helicarrier Prime. But well, he kicks them off the roof, I guess.
0: Yeah, he kicks them off the roof. Okay, this is a surprisingly bloody comic.
1: Is is this run of issues? The most violent thing we've ever covered.
0: It might be like there is a lot of blood here, and you really are just getting like Looney Tunes chop them up kind of violence.
1: Right, right. It's right. It's it's the Superman Doomsday fight by way of like like you said Looney Tunes. Because mm-hmm. there is a sense of inevitability to it as well. Like from the beginning of the issue, you have a sense of where it's going, mm-hmm.
0: and. Uh- I'm sorry, I've not read a lot of Daken. I I don't think he could beat Frank Castle legitimately. So, that's complicated.
1: He is often depicted as being, in terms of hand to hand combat, as good or better than his father. Okay. Um, because he's trained by what Romulus. This gets into when they when they finally started to reveal stuff about Logan's origin, like his true origin, like. Getting past all of the the false memories and mind wipes and all that, mm-hmm. um, that basically the he's not the only mutant like him with the healing factor and the claws and all that. Um, uh-huh. and and so one of the there's like a tribe of them or whatever, and and the leader of them is Romulus, and uh, I, I if I'm remembering, Daken is trained by Romulus. Yeah. Listeners,
0: uh, you can't see the face I'm giving Trey right now, but I'm giving Trey a face.
1: recent cool thing, though, is that Dokken has... the So in recent X-Books, uh, I guess Dokken got involved with Shi'ar-related stuff uh, and has been given the title fang. So he actually has, like, the... Was it the John Byrne costume now with the, the skull necklace? Yeah, he's a goodie now, right? Yeah, well, yeah, he joined... well. Well, because of like Krakoa stuff.
0: Yeah, just to be clear, guys, I've pretty much not read any X Men since like Battle of the Atom, so I yeah, I'm a bit out that's of date. Fair. I yeah,
1: but I, I know that that Daken has the title of Fang, um, and and they've sort of given him a version of the John Byrne costume. Yeah, John Byrne, right? That is the John Byrne costume.
0: It, it feels like John Byrne. It, I I feel burning. <laughs> Yeah,
1: so could Dokken take Castle one on one? I'm willing to say yes in this issue because Frank is already severely injured by the time Dokken gets to him. Okay. Like he like his leg is injured, uh sepsis is setting in, um like he's not in good shape when Dokken shows up.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: And Frank gives as good as he gets in the first half of the issue.
0: Yeah. There are some fun things here. For example, there's, like, PIM Particles. Yeah, thing. The,
1: the the use of pim Particles is fun. And I love the line, uh, where was it? Uh, somewhere Hank Pym is irritated and doesn't know why.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I'll send him a thank you card. No, he won't. <laughs> no, the Punisher doesn't send thank you
0: cards. no. Uh, So he also pulls out a Captain America shield, which also looks like it grows and shrinks. Yeah. Which I guess is left over from the whole brief period where the Punisher was a Captain America. Probably. That sounds right.
1: Because that would have been... That would have been recent. Because that would have been just after Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. I also... Again, just some of the the Dark Rain touches here. I love that Hammer... uh, Because... So, S.H.I.E.L.D. always had agents on flying platforms. Yeah, we saw... That's a thing that... We we, we talked about it in Godzilla. We talked about it in Godzilla, yeah. I love that they're goblin gliders now.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's no one at S.H.I.E.L.D. be like, Hey, are we throwing pumpkin bombs here? (laughs) Because they're pumpkin bombs. They have faces on them. They they do still have faces, yes. (laughs) Like, no one... It's like, hmm... Because, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Norman Osborn has, cl- like, cleared his name of being the Green Goblin at this point, right? Well, I think
1: he was able to successfully blame it on mental illness that is now in check, or something like that. Good lord. Um, because that that becomes a, a subplot in especially Thunderbolts, but also a little bit in the the Dark Avengers book. Where, like, he has the goblin mask in his desk drawer, and it keeps talking to him.
0: Yeah, that's, this is a weird era for comics. <laughs> um,
1: but this is pretty good setup for what follows.
0: Yeah, there's really not too much to this issue. It is a big fighty fight fight.
1: No, like I say, that that's my comparison to the the Superman Doomsday fight is really. Almost the whole page count is fight, and you could take the word balloons and caption boxes off of it, and you'd still know exactly what's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. But then, the real fun starts. That's
1: right, Uh, and that means that it's probably time to take a look at Punisher Volume 8, Number 11, which is Part 1 of Frankencastle. So, we open on Monster Island not the toho monster island the Marvel one which is a different thing
0: although they do and, they are there to destroy all monsters
1: y- well they make that joke yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and the monsters of monster island are being massacred there's fire there's explosions and a team of what appear to be Japanese soldiers wearing high-tech samurai armor are hunting down the monsters and massacring them and they reveal that they are the hunter of the hunter of monsters special force and yes their directive is destroy all monsters meanwhile in new york henry the uh, acquaintance of franks who tried to help but frank took off the table because he couldn't tell if he was a double agent or not
0: does he have a rocket um, racer board
1: Something like that, yeah. Uh, Later on, it's revealed that... And I don't think this is in Frankencastle. I think this is much later. uh, He's actually the son of Jigsaw.
0: Okay. Ew, but okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, So he climbs out of the dumpster where Frank left him and on his flying skateboard uh, gets to Frank's location just in time to see Doc and kill him. Then... The hammer agents on goblin gliders target him as a secondary objective, uh, but they are then called away to collect the remains of Frank Castle. However, a bunch of tiny monster creatures that live underground have found the body parts first. Moloids. They're moloids. Yeah, yeah, they're the moloids. Um, The hammer agents start killing the moloids, but... In chasing the moloids, the hammer agents run headfirst into the Man Thing. Motherfucking Man Thing! Living in the sewer.
0: Like I forgot Man Thing was in this comic,
1: <laughs> right. and
0: then that splash page happened. I'm like, holy crap!
1: Yep. <laughs> Doom. Yep. Giant full page wonderful image of Man Thing. Um, um. That shield agent. Man is dead. Yes. Man-Thing chases them down. Um, One of them dies almost instantly. The other is incinerated by his touch. Man-Thing gathers up the moloids and Frank Castle's body parts and shambles away into the sewer. Then we get a bit that's a little bit like the scene in RoboCop where they're putting (laughs) RoboCop together. Where you've got uh, people talking and you can't really see who it is and it's all from the character's perspective. Um, The image sort of comes into focus and we see that it is in fact Morbius wearing surgical gear and Jack Russell in full werewolf form. And they are arguing about whether whatever they're doing is a good idea. It isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Jack Russell then gets thrown across the room. Man-Thing tries to intervene. Man-Thing gets kicked in the face. Uh, Morbius gets choked and we get another wonderful full-page image of Frankencastle seeing himself in the mirror for the
0: first time. Which is... I mean, is that a reference to the 1989 Batman movie? It seems like it might be a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Or, or, I mean, it's, it's a common trope to do the shock of seeing yourself in the mirror thing. Yeah. Um, it's a good image. Good splash. It is. It is. Um, and so now... Uh, Frank Castle has been stitched together. He is huge and more even more muscular than he was somehow. He's covered in like metal armor plates and tubes running from his chest to his back. Uh, he is he is a Frankenstein. That's really good. He doesn't take this well. No. Um, and so he goes on a rampage through the the monster's hideout. Uh Manfibian tries to intervene. Uh, actually, uh, in Contu, the living mummy really is the one who tries to reason with him, saying, you know, we're not so different, you and I. Uh, <laughs> I was also transformed and and made into something uh, hideous. Uh, but Castle is not coherent enough to understand that. Uh, and he shouts, no family, and continues his rampage. Uh, he finds his way to the monster church, because that's a thing. Yep. And uh, he doesn't like that either, so he smashes up the monster church, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, uh, the the head of the church, who is... Which monster is that? Lava Man? Is it? I don't know. Crap,
0: he might actually be a Lava Man.
1: So, apparently, apparently he is the Molten Man thing, maybe? He's a Jack Kirby creation from the 50s, I think. Uh, but anyway, um, he, he smashes up the church, including their, their leader, who is uh, a molten creature made of lava, um, which leads us to get a nice sort of fire bad moment with Frankencastle as the, the molten creature fights back. Um, and finally, Morbius does what maybe he should have led with, which is giving Frank Castle some pills that he calls synaptic glue, which help keep his mind straight and coherent. While he is a monster. Yep. That basically because he is dead, his brain is constantly trying to decay. And as it decays, he becomes more uh incoherent and, and monster like, and taking the pills keeps him more human. Yeah. Um and Morbius reveals that they have put Frank and Castle back together because uh the the monster hunters from Monster Island have been tracking them and killing them and they want a tactician and soldier to join their fight and help protect the monsters. That the Legion of Monsters alone is not enough, that they need Frankencastle. Because all that's left of the Marvel Monsters are now residing in these abandoned Moloch, Morlock tunnels under the city. Yep. And And Frankcastle
0: Frank Kessel says, good luck with that. Bye. Yep. He's like, nope. That's a sad story. Bye. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. We haven't talked too much about art here. Uh, previous issue yeah. was John Ramita Jr. Yes. I, and it is very John Ramita Jr. It is very John Ramita Jr. And I've made my views very clear on John Ramita Jr. before. It's fine, it serves the purpose. God damn, this Tony Moore artwork is great.
1: Yeah, yeah, Tony Moore's good. And, and and this kind of weird, monstery kind of stuff with lots of non-human characters is very much his forte.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, I know I've read other Tony Moore stuff before. I can't remember what right now. Sure.
1: Um, so, in terms of things that he penciled, um, he did the... Uh, 2011 Venom run, which is another thing where his sort of monstery sensibilities are helpful. Um, he was on Deadpool for a while. Um, those are really as far as Marvel work. He did some Ghost Rider, some Punisher, and some Venom.
0: It, it and was, a little bit of Deadpool. It was probably Walking Dead, to be honest with you. Fair, fair. Um, oh no, it was Fear Agent. Oh yeah, it, he did Fear. It was Fear Agent with Rick Remender, which who who is also on this book. Yep, also <laughs> the writer here. Yeah, so we basically
1: have the Fear Agent team doing Frankencastle Castle and the Legion of
0: Monsters. Yeah, which I, I like it. It's yeah. So we've been very clear. We don't. We don't really like the Punisher.
1: Not my guy.
0: No. No, he's not our dude. But goddamn, this is fun.
1: It is. It is. Well, and partly because. It's whole premise is to turn the Punisher on his head, right? It it totally undoes the usual focus of the Punisher and forces him to be a little bit more of a heroic anti-hero.
0: Yeah. It's... I mean, it gives him these, these faceless villains to fight, and more about them later. Sure. We will see a lot more of them. Yep. But, you know, it gives us... It gives him an army to wade through, and it gives us this weird supporting cast... That. Yeah, and
1: and this is very much
0: the classic Legion of Monsters: Morbius,
1: Werewolf by Night, Manphibian, and Khan to the Living Mummy. Um, no Son of Satan or Ghost Rider because they are both busy in other books at this point. Although they get shoutouts, they do, they do. Um, but that that's actually a thing that comes up in the letters column uh, across these issues: is why aren't Ghost Rider and Son of Satan involved? And the, the answer is always, like, they have other books going right now. Yeah. But again, that leaves us with the Legion of Monsters in trouble and Punisher refusing to help. And that basically puts us at the halfway point of the issues we're talking about today. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back with Punisher Volume 8, number 12. You like spooky movies, hair-raising tales, insightful criticism, judgmental hot takes, then you're going to love horror business. The horror podcast on the cinepunks podcast network dedicated to all things weird and spooky. My name is Leo don and I'm Justin Lore, and every episode we're going to tear apart your favorite and not so favorite horror movies to get to the bottom of what makes these movies great or maybe not great. <laughs> Whether it's the Beyond, Prince of Darkness, or in Seminoid,
0: we dive in on a double feature every episode, and then we talk about it. Some of our insights are great, and sometimes we just complain.
1: So if we have to suffer through it, so do you. Horror Business, available anywhere you find fine podcast products. <laughs> the
0: living dead have come to life, and the immortal theme has been the world. God, children of the night. These are the monsters. Dracula. Wolfman, Frankenstein, the Mummy, a nightmare alliance of supernatural supervillains. In the cataclysmic battle for civilization's survival, one force for good confronts an army of evil. They are Monster Force. Sunday morning at 6.30 on KTTW,
1: KTTL.
0: So, <clears throat> we did move on to issue 12, mm-hmm. which... We see the man, Phibian, being tortured by the Japanese monster hunters. And he's like, I won't talk. And then a head in a jar is like, I don't need you to talk. I just want to have fun torturing you. I've already tortured your children. And... Yeah, it's real bad. Real bad. Cut back to the sewers. And we have Frank Castle watching something on television. In fact, it looks like it might actually be Fear Agent. <laughs> uh, a Fear Agent TV show, I'd watch that. Uh, but he's contemplating his new condition, looking at the synapse blue that Morbius has given him. He tries to open the bottle, um, but accidentally drops them. Then a, he's about to eat a rat, but a small Moiloid child comes in and offers him a candy bar in a scene very reminiscent of the film Monster Squad. Yes. Uh, then uh, Werewolf by Night and Morbius are arguing As they do uh, Werewolf by Night leaves And Morbius reveals from a hiding place His secret bloodstone Right
1: Because a thing that has been Somewhat clear throughout this Is that the, the Hunter of Monster special force Is not just Dedicated to killing monsters They are looking for something
0: Right And it's the bloodstone Anyway, Living Mummy gives Frank some pills and introduces him to Monster Metropolis, a city built in the Morlock tunnels underneath New York for the world's monsters, um, including very cool-looking gothic murals and logos and catacombs, which I don't think the Morlocks built. (laughs) No, no, this looks like... The monsters have been busy, very, very busy. Um, so Morbius gets in an argument with Lava Preacher dude because apparently that's all he does. But then, of course, uh, the Japanese monster squad attacks and reveals their leader, um, Hals- Hellsgard. Yeah, Hellsgard, who has a very steampunk-looking atomic armor. Um, yeah, he. So if you if you read
1: any Like Superman DC comics. He looks like if there was a Victorian Elseworlds version of Atomic Skull.
0: Yeah, that's actually pretty good. So, you know, Japanese Monster Squad invading, Monster Metropolis fucking shit up. They kill the Morley kid who gave Frank the candy bar and Frank Castle decides it is now time to fuck shit up. Oh yeah,
1: and and that's it's very much the it's his John Wick
0: yeah, I'm thinking I'm back moment. Yep. I, you know, I've never seen the John Wick movies. They're good. They're good. I'm sure they are. I'm sure. I just, I've never seen them. I've yeah. like five, six now? Uh, Four comes
1: out this coming year. Okay. It was delayed. It was delayed because Matrix Resurrections was delayed because COVID.
0: Okay. And what, does he just keep on getting a new dog each time? Or No, it's more
1: complicated than that. Oh, okay. The second one opens with him getting his car back. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah, Punisher Punisher 12. Um this one is fairly plot heavy actually.
0: Is it plot heavy or is it expo- exposition heavy?
1: You're right. Exposition heavy is is the more correct thing. We we get a lot more fleshing out of the monsters underground civilization. And we also get a little bit more about this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I always, I'm going to keep forgetting the name. Um, the uh, Hunter of Monsters Special Force.
0: So right, and it's basically just making us aware of the status quo. What's at stake here? It's the reveal of the Bloodstone
1: is a significant development.
0: Right. It's you know it's the setup for Seven Samurai. It's mm-hmm. like. These people are coming for us. We need a protector. Um, I guess is is it also the, the setup for Yojimbo. Uh,
1: so, Yojimbo know, is a little bit more about
0: playing the two sides against each other. Okay, I've not seen Yojimbo. I know it's it's a crime.
1: It, it, it's sort of it's sort of shame more than if you're making a uh, sort of. Something in another genre comparison. Gotcha. Yeah, so the 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 reveal of the Bloodstone is significant. Uh, Morbius has not needed to feed since having access to it. Um, we get a little bit of sort of the tensions between Morbius and uh, again, I'm I'm pretty sure this character is called the Molten Man thing. The the sort of pastor of the Monster Church. Weird. Um, I also really like the design of Morbius in this book. Uh, it's not much like the way he was depicted in the '70s um, or the '80s and '90s, for that matter. Um, but but it sort of suits him as someone who's leaned more into being the sort of doctor and scientist of the, the monster world.
0: Yeah, and this is right. This is before he's living below Horizon Labs, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is
1: before that. It. I can't remember if it's before or after the volume of Marble Zombies he's in. But but he fulfills a similar role there, where he's sort of acting as a, a researcher.
0: Yeah. It's... I don't think this character is Molten Man thing. Really? Because the Marvel Wiki doesn't make any mention of Monstropo- Monstropolis. Now, mm. they say he makes a cameo in Legions of Monsters, Volume 2, Issue 2, but... They don't mention him, you know, being a priest and stuff, right? Um, Listeners, if one of you can clear this discrepancy for us, it'd be greatly appreciated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm going off of the the Marvel fandom database, just going off of the the monsters that are listed in each issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's one of Molten Man Thing is one of the few named ones that's not a Legion of Monster.
0: You know, interesting. So somewhere, someone is missing a link somewhere. It's not that important, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, lots of stuff goes on in 12, and then Frank decides to kick some ass.
1: Right. This is all basically creating the excuse for Frank to change his mind.
0: Yes. And I'm not wrong. And like, the kid with the candy bar is definitely from Monster Squad, right? I think so, yeah. That that seems like
1: a deliberate reference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rick Remender, we know you listen to the show, so if you could just, you know, <laughs> clarify. No. <laughs> and then uh, the ass-kicking. So that takes interests. us
1: to... Yeah, that takes us to our last issue of this episode, Punisher number 13. And this is another action-heavy issue. I mean, I guess we're, we're talking about the Punisher. I guess every issue
0: is action-heavy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, but this one especially so. So we have... Uh, one of the members of the Hunter of Monster Special Force running through the tunnels in panic uh, with some very sort of noirish narration from Frank Castle uh, laid over it. Uh-huh. Uh, the monster hunter arrives in a room full of dead monster hunters, which is kind of a great image. <laughs> and then Frank and Castle comes up behind him uh, with a sword... Uh, and does the, the samurai movie thing where he slices so fast that the body doesn't come apart right away but then uh, he he gets sliced in two. Yeah. It's oof.
0: like It's gruesome. Yeah, you don't often imagine Frank Castle with a samurai sword, but... But he's making do with what he's got. Yeah. I mean, he, even earlier he he talks about in the list when he's fighting Dokken Dreamer that, uh... <laughs> uh he calls he never saw the appeal much rather have a gun right he likes he likes long range yep
1: and uh meanwhile hellsgard is fighting morbius for the the bloodstone the blood gem um and hellsgard claims to be its designated inheritor yeah um so they fight mm-hmm. um hellsgard uh, focuses a beam of pure sunlight on Morbius, uh, rendering him unconscious, knocking him to the ground. Uh, Helsgard orders his men to take Morbius with them, that he wants to torture him later. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Jack Russell gets a moment to shine here. Uh, he recognizes that one of the monster hunters uh, killed a pack of werewolves in Montreal, um, and... They begin fighting, and so it's Jack Russell versus a whole squad of Monster Hunters. Um, It's not going well for Jack Russell. He's got a katana sticking out of him in various directions. Um, The Monster hunter is about to fire uh, a silver uh, projectile of some sort at him, but Frankencastle intervenes, shoves it down the soldier's throat, and throws him at the other soldier's. Also gruesome. Yeah, uh, Castle offers Jack Russell a sword. Jack Russell is like, nah, I'm good. Um, and then, I, is this
0: the captain of the the monster hunters? At least like a lieutenant or something.
1: He, uh, a higher ranking monster hunter. I can't tell if it's actually uh, Takahishi or not, because mm-hmm. there is a named one who's like just under uh, Hell's Guard. Um, he lunges at Castle. Uh, Castle fires at him with his gun, which is much more Castle's speed. Um, and their fight spills out into sort of They like they crash through a wall, um, through a ceiling. I, ge- geography tends to become weird at this point. Yeah. But they continue fighting. Um, Frank has not had any of his pills in a while, so his mind is starting to go. Um, yeah, I think this is Takahishi. He gets the upper hand over Castle, but Man-Thing wanders in, distracting him. Um, Takeshi fires at Man-Thing, but this gives Castle enough time to get up and take Takeshi's gun. He fires a bunch of shells into Takeshi's chest, and these shells burrow into
0: his chest. It's weird and creepy. It's really creepy, and this brings us to a good point. I'm pretty sure the monster hunters are cyborgs. Looks like it. Something like that. Because a normal human being would not survive those three shell things burrowing into your chest.
1: Right. And he's like spewing blood out of his mouth. It, it's gross. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I am getting a very distinct, like, monsters versus science kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And, and it's it's interesting, interesting dynamic here because they, they're basically implying, you know, we allowed ourselves to be mutilated so we could protect humanity.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, Frank then swings the gun
1: like a club and bashes Takeishi's head in. um, And then he helps Man-Thing up. Uh, And as he helps him up, he says, let's go start a fire. Which is funny, because the Man-Thing sets things on fire sometimes. If they know fear. Um, Meanwhile... Uh, Hellsguard is informed that they have a Frankenstein. (laughs) Very much the we-have-a-Hulk moment. (laughs) Uh, They try to take off in their aircraft. I can't tell what that's supposed to be, but it's some sort of aircraft. It's a chopper. Yeah. Um, At which point uh, classic Marvel monster Giganto emerges from underground, uh, surprising everybody. Um and Frank uses the distraction of the giant monster to toss Man Thing at the aircraft. Man Thing grabs Takahishi, who erupts into flames right in front of Hell's Guard as Frank looks on and smiles.
0: Yeah, you might have mentioned this. you mentioned we get the monster from Fantastic Four number one.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's uh. Uh, Giganto, right? Okay.
0: Giganto, that makes sense. I think, yeah, he's Giganto.
1: Uh, a deviant mutate.
0: You're a deviant mutate. <laughs>
1: um, and then we wrap up the issue with Frank sort of having fully joined the Legion of Monsters as their strategist. Um, they tell him, or rather, the the monster priest tells the others about... The, the bloodstone, the reason that they were tracked. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Russell is mad about it, but Frank doesn't seem to care either way because now their mission is to start hunting the monster hunters.
0: Yeah, I got distracted by the pretty comic. You did mention the fact that he fastball specials the man thing. I, I, I
1: didn't call it that, but yes, it's, that it's, is uh, it's
0: a fastball special.
1: It, it is. It is. Well, it's 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 a fireball special.
0: No. Oh. It's, it's a it's a swamp ball special. <laughs> it's all of the above. I, I
1: I do love the the you're gonna need to trust me here.
0: <laughs> this is a fun page. Like I would want to see this in the movie. Yeah yeah. Like just go gonzo with it. Just which they did.
1: And just the and just the bottom of that page. Like the smile on Frank's face as he is watching the chaos.
0: Yep, it's great. It is.
1: This might be my favorite issue of the ones we're covering today. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Like, I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong. It, it's fun watching Frank Castle get killed, being one of my favorite sure, comic characters but, of all time. But
1: this one really pays off on the premise by giving each of the monsters a chance to shine for a little bit. Yes. Like, like, of course, Frank is doing his thing throughout. But you get a little bit of a Morbius fight. You get a little bit of a Jack Russell fight. You get... Uh, some some Man Thing moments. You get the Giganto image, which is such a great. Uh, is it a spread? I, it's a full page image, right? Uh, no, no, no it's half a page. It's half, page. It's half a yeah. page, but still, it's just it's a great large single panel. Again, sort of replicating the Fantastic Four cover, but not quite.
0: Yeah, like they are not handling themselves nearly as well as the Fantastic Four did. Right, right. <laughs>
1: um. And, and then ending with sort of the promise of escalation. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow.
0: Yeah. So, I love this. This is great. Right? This is this is fantastic. Like, we've talked before about how much we don't like Frank Castle on this show. And I feel like we, we, we yeah. stress this point a lot. But a lot of that has to do with the people who have adopted Frank Castle as their hero, as it were. Right. Well,
1: I also... I think Frank Castle becomes less interesting as a character the more you try to pull him away from the superheroiness of the Marvel universe. Yes. Um, so, like, like Punisher Max, totally not my thing. Uh-uh. Just don't like it. Garth Ennis is a very good writer. I do not like Punisher Max. Nope. Um, I much prefer a Punisher who exists in the context of Spider-Man and Daredevil and Moon Knight. And the Legion of Monsters.
0: It's Frank Castle works best when he's this crazy motherfucker in a world of superheroes, and all he's got is some fucking guns and some and right. maybe some other tech. Like you know, he adapts. That's very. That's I, I like that that scene in the list where he's using pen particles, using Captain America's shield, and
1: right, or or where he talks about how. As a soldier, whose inspiration was Steve Rogers. Yeah. Like, things like that that inform the character that you can't really do in a Max book.
0: No. No. But
1: also, the way other characters react to him. Like, it's always a fun moment when Spider-Man or Daredevil is like, oh,
0: damn it, I have to team up with Frank again. <laughs> so, it's interesting here. Like, all this is happening underneath New York. Yes, and then all of a sudden, just erupts through the, through the streets, literally. And yes, y- you kind of want Spider-Man to swing by at this moment, and be the the fuck is going on here? Of course, you know, or or swinging toward it, Giganto
1: erupts from the the ground, and you just see him U-turn and be like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, and of
1: course, that's the thing is we're in this point where so many of the heroes are underground like like not literally Frank is literally underground but like they're in hiding because because of dark rain
0: yep yep because this is because you know we didn't really talk about it but you know dokken at this point is Wolverine in quotation marks exactly because exactly. he's part of Norman's dark Avengers
1: and dark X-Men but that's a whole
0: other thing oh god. Namor. Namor was a dark X-Man. Namor, I was about to say, Namor was a dark X-Man, right? Yeah. Oh.
1: Uh, Emma Frost, maybe? I'm trying to remember. Um, I know, what's his name? The guy from the original Lee Kirby stories that had the powers of the five original X-Men? Mimic. Mimic. He, he's one of them, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, for my D&D playing friends, not to be confused with a Mimic, which is right, right. right next to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> You see, you, you, know, you, know, you know the thing about that joke? It's, it's, it's fun, you know? I laugh, you laugh, the toaster laughs. <laughs>
1: um, one thing we haven't really talked about is this is sort of the first modern version of a contemporary version of a bunch of these classic monster characters that we've seen um, with previously only looking at their mid-70s incarnations. So what do you think of, of these sort of 2009 versions of Morbius and Jack Russell and, and Man-Thing and such?
0: I like Jack Russell here.
1: It, I, he, he's got a little bit of the, the sort of wise-ass
0: kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it,
1: it, I, I'm not sure exactly when he started being able to sort of talk and, and behave rationally in werewolf form, but it's a good look on him.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, this is not the weirdest we'll see Morbius in the course of the show, I don't think. No, almost certainly not. Um, the 90s were a weird period for him. Um, also, yes. at one point, he does start market- marketing a line of kombucha. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is it blood orange flavored?
0: Uh, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: I feel bad for our listeners who haven't seen Glass Sung in yet. <laughs>
1: It's, just, it's on Netflix. They can watch
0: it. Yeah. I feel like it's not too much of a spoiler, though, to be like a Jared Lettikapucha.
1: No, that's like a minor joke in the course of the movie. Incontu mm-hmm. um, kind of gets the, the short end of the stick, uh, but that's sort of typical of Incontu in Marvel Comics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird that this is our first introduction to amphibian.
1: Yeah, because we've not actually done the original Legion of Monsters. No! We, we should do those at some we point. We should do
0: those at some point. Because I think they were
1: introduced in like a one-shot.
0: Yeah, okay. It was like Marvel Premiere or something. He's in a calendar at one point. Yes, yes. Um, um, I think
1: his origin is in a magazine.
0: Oh, the magazines again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, although, I mean... I think there was a Legion of Monsters magazine that, that either was roughly contemporary to the the comics one shot or came shortly after something. But, yeah. But yeah, Manphibian, we also don't get a lot of him either. Like, he gets that sort of... He gets a little bit in issue 11 and the torture scene in 12. And we've not seen him since.
0: He might be dead, like Jack Russell said.
1: If so, I don't think it takes. Okay. Um, Because I'm pretty sure he shows up again in... Some other books that we will need to cover at some point, um, such as Legion of Monsters Volume Two, which was I think a four issue miniseries. Interesting. Um,
0: and uh,
1: the Howling Commandos
0: of Shield. Oh, but yeah, this storyline so far, this is going to be a three part coverage for us.
1: Yeah, because this 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 arc actually goes on for a minute, um, because. We've gotten to issue 13, um, and uh, it goes through – so this volume of Punisher ends at issue 16, but then essentially the book gets retitled but retains the numbering into Frankencastle. Um, And as Frankencastle, um, it goes for another several issues. Yeah. So yeah, we've got – and also, just worth pointing out, this comic – like this – run of Punisher comics has fantastic covers.
0: It does. It really does. As you'll see with the album art for some of these episodes.
1: That's right. But yeah, uh, good stuff all around. I, I had not read this book since it originally came out. I had. And I remembered liking it. I remember you telling me about it when it came out. Cause where I remember liking it. And I remember that not being the majority opinion. Yeah. Um, People were mad. You can see a little bit of it in the letters pages. Now, there's a fair amount of positive stuff in the letters pages, but there's also some, like, this book is jumping the shark kind of complaints, which I feel like was the mainstream take, was that this is too silly, it's jumping the shark, it's too far removed from what the Punisher book is supposed to be. And to that I say, good. Yeah, because we don't like the Um, Punisher, as it usually is. Right, right. Um but I do feel like now that we are what more than ten years removed from this book, where's that Sonny? I just
0: felt really old all of a sudden. Ooh, cool yeah,
1: it's more than ten years removed. I feel like it's become something of a cult hit.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: For good and reason. And some of that probably has to do. Some of that probably has to do with the creative team because it is a very good creative team. Yep. Um, and people sort of getting over themselves about wanting everything to be so serious and grimdark all the time.
0: Yeah. It is really, really fun. And, you know, we have to thank one of our listeners for recommending this issue to us, this this story arc to us. Yeah. Um, pull it up. Do, 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 to the Twitter machine. Yep. And that is at Vin Writes Words. Who asked us if we would be covering this storyline on the show. To which I responded, we're moving it up the list now. I mean or, that's right. It,
1: I I have had this on the list for a while. Yeah. So I have I have been agitating for coming back to Frankencastle someday. Yes. But it when you reach out, when we hear from listeners, we we take that into account. So something that maybe was ...toward the bottom of the list, or one of those we'll get to it someday kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if if there's interest, we move it up. Exactly. Because we like
0: hearing from you. That's right. Uh, how can people reach us? Which reminds me, uh, we have a new iTunes review. We haven't had one of those in a minute. No, this comes from another of our friends on Twitter, BrySquatch, uh, says... A truly original and awesome podcast. I love comics, and I love a fair few comics podcasts, but two of my ideas might be the best. There really are no other podcasts exploring such a rich and niche corner of the comics world as Marvel Horror, and these guys are so knowledgeable and enthusiastic. Each episode is just a joy to listen to. This is great stuff. Exclamation mark. Hold on. Um so very nice words. Yes, thank you. It was uh, Bryce Watch. Bryce Watch, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate
1: that. We we try.
0: Yes, we do. And folks, if you want to reach out to us, leave a. You can of course leave a review on iTunes. Uh, we, Those
1: are awesome. They help with algorithms. They help other people find our stuff. So, please, do do rate, review, subscribe. You know, uh, I don't think we say that often enough, but you should do those things. I'm not
0: really <laughs> sure how the algorithm works. I just know that several of them run our lives now. Right, right.
1: And and occasionally Elon Musk turns them on and off. <sighs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, we're moving glass again uh- again.
1: <laughs> In addition to rating, reviewing, subscribing... You can also contact us through other channels.
0: Exactly. Our email address is tombofideas at gmail.com. If you, I I don't know, have a storyline you want us to cover on the show and want us to move up the list, you can request it there. As well as.
1: What what do you remember of Frankencastle? Did you read it when it came out? Uh, Are you discovering it for the first time now?
0: Uh, we'd love to hear what you think of it. Oh, I would love if people are reading along with the show. If you're reading along yeah. with the show, please tell us. Uh, yeah, that, that's always cool to know. Exactly. And, of course, we are, for now, as, as, as <laughs> at the little asterisk, for now, on Twitter. It's at Tomb of Ideas. Our Facebook right? is facebook.com slash Tomb of Ideas. Our Instagram, because, you know, we're Instagram famous now. <laughs> is well at tomb of ideas that's right and of course we
1: are proud members of the cinepunks podcasting group at least while liam has his photographs (laughs) that means you can find our entire back catalog on com. that's cinepunks with an x um you can also find other great shows such as the carnage report cinema smorgasbord uh twitch of the Death Nerve. horror business and of course the flagship CinePunks show which I believe is doing a best of 2022 uh, end of year wrap up episode soon um, be sure to check that out because we'll be sharing our favorite movies of the year um, and uh, and of course all of those things can be found at Cenapunks.com.
0: that's right and actually um, if you're not tired of my voice yet you can hear it on another podcast uh, that comes out this Friday. I appear in the very honorable and illustrious role of Ombre Number Seven in <laughs> Public Domain Comic Book Theater, which is one of the many Two True Freaks podcasts. And they have a new episode uh, with a it's a kid cowboy story, which comes out this Friday. Very cool. Yep. So, if you want to hear my voice acting debut, you should check that out. As well as you know, all the other great players there. The really great group. And I think if you like old time radio, you'll I think you'll really enjoy this. That's awesome.
1: And of course, if you are reading along with us, uh, our next episode will continue the Franken Castle storyline. We'll be talking about uh, the Punisher. Uh, Volume 8, and it's issues
0: 14, 15, and 16. That's right. So until next time, Tomb Believers, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Tomb of Ideas, a Marvel Horror Podcast. Until next time, Tomb Believers, Helsior. (laughs)